Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Sharing Socks Special uh, St. Patrick's Day edition. I am uh, Lee Allen, Judy Gitter. He's our Southside Sock. And this is the closest I've got to green <laughs> in any piece of clothing I own. So I'm, I'm doing what I can. Uh, meanwhile, my son and West Coast correspondent, Will, is not wearing any green at oh, all. Oh, that is not true. Oh, oh, look closely. Goodness. This socks app from Joe Fresh Goods is green, actually. Oh, okay. uh, t- I, couldn't, I could not tell. Yeah, the, uh, very, very cool hat. Joe Fresh Goods, check it out. But yes, I am safe. I'm safe with my with my green socks hat. We are uh, in a little better shape, socks wise, with what's been going on than uh, has been the case for the past <laughs> couple of reviews of the week. Uh, last four games, a couple of wins and a couple of ties, although pretty much just the ties, uh, the wins, just one case, a, a DF, uh, an NRI guy hitting a solo homer for a one nothing win. Uh, another case of, uh, where five errors <laughs> by the Padres were somewhat helpful. And even the, the game with the with, uh, Los Angeles with the Angels, uh, the White Sox offense really had nothing. They had a five-run inning that was a great uh, Luis Robert Homer, and then a bunch of plays that should have been made that weren't called errors that would have been made. I guarantee you that uh, Adam Eaton's great double blast to left center, which went in and out of the center fielder's mitt, would have been caught by one Mike Trout. Um, probably <laughs> effortlessly. <laughs> I'm not familiar with his work. <laughs> he must be new. 
So meanwhile, but the pitching, we haven't talked about the pitching because that's that's the highlight. Uh, Dylan Cease there behind Will. Uh, Will is the big Cease fan. I have not had great faith in Cease. I'm the big Rodon fan. Will has not had faith in Rodon. Both of them have looked very good. Very good. And I have I have a thing. I, I think if this continues into the regular season with Cease, Rodon, a little bit of Lopez, and maybe even some of the relievers, that for one of these special event days, they should fill a swimming pool and put it out behind second base, big, big swimming pool, portable one, and fill it with water and have Ethan Katz walk on it. <laughs> I think you're, ju- I think you're jumping the, the gun a little bit there, but uh, I, I, first I just want to clarify that my doubts about Rodon are injury related. I, I preached this last week. Rodon has an amazing skill set. Uh, I could not be happier with how the starters have looked, you know, other than, of course, Keiko not being around Seriously. for some reason. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled. It was great to see Cease out there looking good. Again, I'm not ready to – I love Cease. You know this. I, for no reason whatsoever, love Dylan Cease. <laughs> It is not based on anything other than maybe the fact that you're a parent and you don't like Dylan Cease, so I'm still <laughs> a teenage uh, rebel in that regard. Um, but I, I was thrilled to see him throw the way he did, thrilled to see Rodon throw the way he did. Again, these games have been so ridiculous and so terrible and so sloppy and ending in ties or ending innings early. I'm not willing to even suggest that any of this is a sign of good things to come. Uh, Just like I'm not willing to say that the terrible hitting is a sign of bad things to come. Uh, But it's certainly a good sign that we are seeing uh, fundamental changes to both Cease and Rodon uh, that could keep Rodon healthier and could uh, add a little more movement to Cease's ball uh, that's going to be tricky. Uh, for Cease, is, Cease has been, um, not to put any damper on, on uh, when you're a fan of more, uh, in the past has been a good spring guy. I can remember, uh, you wouldn't have seen uh, being out in California, but they televised locally an inter-squad game last during summer camp. And Cease was blowing away his teammates. I mean, his ball was jumping all over the place. Stoney was going, wow, look at that, look at that. And watch it going, well, this guy's going to be really good. And when it came to the regular season, he was really bad. But I I think Katz may have made enough fundamental changes in what's going on that it can continue into the regular season and, and be for real. I totally agree. I mean, it, it does. he doesn't look like the same pitcher like he he looks like an improved pitcher he looks like there have been adjustments to his delivery that are extremely beneficial to him um I don't expect him to come out and be mowing down big leaguers left and right but I do think we are looking at a potential of a Dylan Cease with an ERA in the mid threes uh maybe a close, closer to four, but still, if we get that from Cease, that is oh, yeah. good. That is real good. 
that is that is we're going to the playoffs material, especially if we can get something similar from Rodon. I mean, if we can get Rodon in the mid threes, you're talking about winning a lot of baseball games. If we get the hitting. Uh, the, of course, the one we're missing, and you mentioned it, Dallas Keuchel mysteriously has not pitched, uh, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, Tony Larusa was saying, well, he gets in three or four starts before the season. He's fine because he's very experienced. Well, it's getting to the point now. That's not going to happen. He's at there's the point no, now where he's going to get in one if he gets in. Yeah, any. There, there's no word on what, if anything, is wrong. He has done a little batting practice throwing, that kind of thing. But uh, this is there's a real big information problem on this team. And I and partially, I'm sure it's COVID. The reporters aren't there and sticking a microphone in everybody's face or going up with a, with a little notepad. And but, but La Russa is infamous he's a great Bobby Knight fan they both hate the media because they are arrogant jerks and they don't provide information with Nick Madrigal or Madrigal Uh, we've never resolved that actually (laughs) Um, he came back good reason why he wasn't playing we all knew that from last year because he had the shoulder surgery came back had two plate appearances including that weird falling backwards trying to get out of the way grounded the third thing and then disappeared and it was a week later before anybody comes out from the White Sox and says, well, he, he strained his shoulder a little. Why? He strained his shoulder a week before. Why don't you say that? This is really, really bad. And it, I think the disdain for the fans that comes from Jerry Reinstorf on down and is really multiplied by Larusa is I think it's a real problem. The team, If the team wins 130 games, I guess it doesn't matter if you have any information, but the failure to let the people who you depend on for your income know what the heck's going on is just not excusable. Yeah, it's it's strange. This is actually something Brett Valentini talks about. He's pretty vocal about is the White Sox control of information. Uh, it's It's very different from most pro sports teams. The White Sox don't release much information. Uh, the information they do release tends to be released by them first in a in a public arena rather than talking to the media, talking to reporters. Uh, it seems like they don't really want players talking about what's going on with other players or what's going on with the team health-wise or uh, in terms of preparing for the season. It is, it's very strange, and I agree. It comes from the top, you know, the – the social media intern is not the person making the decision that they don't talk about things. Uh, it definitely is, is from the top. And then I can't tell you why other than the fact that, you know, he, you know, Reinsdorf uh, seems to, to not really give a crap about <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. what people know, what people get to find out about what the fans think and, a part of me understands that because the more information you release, the more people like us speculate. And uh, although you could just tell the truth and just be really forward and then we don't speculate at all, we just say, okay, that's the thing. Uh, but they have gone the opposite route where they don't really let us know anything. It's pretty bizarre. They, they, now they did with Luis Robert say that he's got a slight uh, abdominal uh, strain, and that's why he's been missing for a couple of days. And, uh, 
how slight it really is, we'll, we'll find out, I guess. Um, meanwhile, uh, 13 guys are gone on, on Tuesday, 13 more cut, no, nothing the least bit unexpected. Uh, that leaves 42 people in camp. There will not be 42 people on the roster on opening day. I don't know how many, I don't remember how many they're entitled to keep in Schaumburg. Um, because they've extended that system, but of course it'll be 26 on the regular roster, which I understand you've got some uh, uh, lineup things to talk about, which are you going to take a break and, and come back with that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take a quick break. Um, we can talk about some of the hitting woes uh, when yes, we return sure. and, and, uh, and I'll talk about uh, some interesting lineup things brought to us by RBI 21 baseball on uh, Nintendo switch. Uh, they made some decisions in advance of the season that are are, are kind of interesting. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about that when we get back. Be right back. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, you, now you were back. Uh, you had a dropout. You were, I could hear you. Uh, okay, but you had a big volume drop for a while there. Now you came back right at the end. You must have gone away from your mic or yeah, yeah. Mics. I think it was my mic uh, came on. My headphones came unplugged. Oh, so I switched from headphone mic to computer mic for a second. Uh, was yeah, it okay? No. Was it like? Oh, it, it, no! It, you don't have to worry that it's not usable. But it, it was quiet. Oh, okay. All right. Um, okay. Do you want to? Yeah, let's up? start a little bit with the hitting and then. Uh, cool. Sounds good. Go ahead and bring it back. All right. We are back and uh, we've been talking about the pitching by the White Sox, which has been by and large, knock on wood here, terrific. Uh, the White Sox have given up fewer runs. And again, yeah, none of it counts. We understand that, but. Still, individual things show, certain things show. You have given up fewer runs than any team in the Cactus League. They have also scored fewer runs than any team in the Cactus League. And that's an oddity. You know, you look at the – one of the things is home runs. Uh, six, I think. Uh, puts them not at the very bottom, but very close to the bottom. Uh, it's not, not impressive. A lot of, <laughs> it's not, not well, yeah, and you start wondering about the ball. Uh, although they're having, other than the one uh, Jose got robbed uh, of a homer, but other than that, there haven't been a lot of he goes back to the wall and makes the catch things. There's there, there not been a whole lot of really hard hit balls. 
The batting averages, um, Jose is down, but uh, maybe coming around a little. Tim, and, and this is, I, I guess, want to bring up, Tim Anderson is not hitting well. He's also not fielding well. Um, and to me, and we discussed this, I can remember this last year, who's the real MVP? To me, it was it was Tim. Uh, nothing against Mr. Abreu, who is fantastic. But when Tim is not going well, when he's hurt, the team really starts to drag. He just sets it all up. And if I just got to hope that this is just a little spring thing and he's trying to flick balls over the shortstop's head or some strange thing. Uh, and uh, not that uh, he's just a little bit off because if he's off going into the season, I think it would be very detrimental to the whole offensive output, despite all the other great hitters on the team. Yeah. And I mean, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. It would be a huge issue to start the season with a cold Tim Anderson leading off. However, I am going to say Tim is all about the energy. He's all about the, the limelight, the fans, the, the, you know, showing off, the having fun out there. And spring training this year probably is pretty weird still. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think he is a guy who feeds off adrenaline from other people. And this spring training especially is extremely sleepy. It is boring. It is doesn't feel like good baseball most of the time. Uh, so I don't anticipate that this is going to carry into the, the season. One thing that's so strange about Tim, though, is the fact that he's, he's not hitting well. He's hitting 207. Uh, but the weirdest thing is he's only struck out twice, and he's only got one walk. Um, I don't know what's weirder. I mean, Tim likes to swing, so we know that. But to only well, he doesn't have, walk much anyway. Exactly. To, to have almost the same amount of strikeouts as walks is kind of the <laughs> point I'm making uh, is very strange. It means he's putting the bat on the ball all the time. So, but not hard. But not hard. Um, that being said, I'd be a lot more concerned if he was swinging and missing a ton. And, and he's not. And I, I think that's just a matter of sort of still he's, he's tuning up once he, once he gets out there and he knows it counts, the games matter. I think we're going to see a a big difference from him. Uh, Another person to hit on, which is your worst nightmare, I think is the fact that Zach Collins is hitting 421. Well, yeah, we've got to give some credit there. Yeah. for for sure. I'm going to have to stop making him the butt of all the jokes in my, in my written pieces because he must be reading them and just wanting to get back at me. I look back at how Zach has done in springs in the past, and actually he's a very good spring hitter. Uh, he had one bad spring year, I think it was 2018, but otherwise very good spring or, or summer camp hitter. So we have not necessarily seen Zach Collins get over the hump, but it's certainly nice to see. It's, it's better than having him hit 180. But the best hitters on the team, mostly, not entirely, but mostly have been the backup catcher candidates. One yeah. of whom, uh, Sebi Zavala, is gone. He was one of the 13 who, who got dumped on. Well, and it, I mean, he was technically one for three with two strikeouts. Yeah, I mean, it's hitting so, 33. Yeah. But, but uh, Collins is hitting a ton. Mercedes is hitting not quite as well. He's slowed down as a hitter. He threw out three runners on Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, he's supposed he's, to be this he's striking out a lot, though. He's yeah. striking oh, yeah. out a lot. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think it, there's any chance that Mercedes stays with the team. 
Andrew Will they... is also striking out a lot, which is something Normal. to be concerned about. Yeah, it's it's as expected, but eight strikeouts and 33 at-bats is, is not great. Uh, although he has taken six walks, and he's still hitting 273. So he's... I think that's about where we would expect him to be. Um, and he's doing all right. Lucroy has cooled off majorly. In fact, I don't yeah, think he's gotten a hit since our last talk. Uh, Mankata is starting to look more like the Mankata of the past, which I'm excited about. Uh, he's got six strikeouts and 26 at bats, but he's also taken four walks and he's got no home runs. So it does make you wonder a little bit about the legs still and, and how some nice line slashes though. There, yeah. Uh, from Mankata. He, he, to me seems like someone we do not have to worry about repeating uh, a 2020 campaign. I, I, I just don't see that happening. Uh, but as of right now, I mean, there is no way you can argue that Collins should not be on the team. Uh, it's hard to say I, that. I, I think he could be 26th man. And of course, if they play games with Vaughn, now the word now is they're looking to, they're talking extension with Vaughn, in which case we get rid of the service time right. question. Uh, they're also talking about Giolito and uh, Jerry better be ready to come up with some money there. Um, unlike anything we've seen out of him before, I would think. Yeah. But um, if, if, if Vaughn did not start with the team, then Collins obviously is going to be there and he's going to be uh, your DH and left-handed in right-handed pitchers. Um, but I, I don't know how much Collins gets to play if Vaughn is there. Right. Uh, yeah. He's not so going to take. He's let, not going to play face all the right-handed hitters. Let me use that uh, to segue into uh, what RBI Baseball Twenty One has put as our starting lineup uh, for opening day. Some interesting things. Uh, Zach Collins did make the team. He was not in the starting lineup, of course. Yasmani Grandal was. Collins was on the team. Andrew Vaughn was not on the team. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. And Luis Gonzalez was on the team, which seemed very strange. Uh, it other seems reserves, extremely unlikely unless someone's hurt between now and the 1st of April. Right. And the, the game was not dealing with any injuries <laughs> at, at this point. Injuries were turned on, but no one was hurt or anything. Uh, I think it's a little strange. Uh, the game also uh, opted for Adam Engel as the DH against uh, Andrew Haney on opening day. Uh, with, Haney's a lefty, right? Yeah, with Eloy in left field, um, which I don't want to spoil much for my review of this truly, <laughs> truly terrible installment in this franchise. Uh, but Eloy, much like Eloy, uh, did run through a wall in left field on the first play of the game to completely disappear underneath the fans. Uh, I'm, I think that can only be chalked up to a glitch. We've seen Aloy dive into the net many times, uh, but he usually stays in this realm uh, <laughs> and on this plane of existence. Uh, and in this version of the game, he does not. That's the bad Does he order. get hurt? He does not. He did not get hurt at all. <laughs> Why would he get hurt? He ran right through the wall. Um, it, didn't, it didn't hurt him one, one little bit. In terms of uh, rotation, they picked Cease as the four and Rodon as the five, which also seems realistic at this point. 
uh, with Crochet in the bullpen and Lopez uh, in the bullpen as well. Uh, Kopech in the bullpen to start the season. Those all make sense. Absolutely, those all make sense. Uh, for some reason, I cannot figure out for the life of me, Evan Marshall was nowhere to be seen. <laughs> um, he's not in the roster? My guess is he's in my list of reserves that I can go bring him in. But I, again, I haven't checked. I just, I just did this based on opening day alone but I went to bring Evan Marshall in no luck uh Giolito pitched a great first game for me uh the game is still figuring out some of its fatigue uh, pitcher fatigue issues as uh I had thrown 62 pitches through seven and was completely gassed uh, <laughs> despite no walks no strikeouts uh, so the new pitching format is, is questionable as well. I actually, so went, Lucas is pitching to contact now. That's true. There you go. And he sure <laughs> was, uh, I don't think I had a swing and a miss in the game though, which was, uh, also interesting considering I was dominant in last year's version. Uh, so that's what the game has decided we are going to go with. We're going to go with Luis Gonzalez. They also, uh, put Mendick. Uh, on the bench, Lori Garcia. Um, so what you know, it's it's interesting. I I think Gonzalez is the only really strange one. I think you can go ahead and swap Gonzalez for Vaughn uh, already at this point. Um, in terms, and that of, left room also for for to have Mendick. Yeah, Mendick was who was having about as bad a spring as as you can have as a potential backup somewhere. Yeah, he has not made a case to be on this team again at all, um, which for a gold glove nominee, which was kind of strange, but okay. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's really not helping his cause to get back out there. Leori, on the other hand, is really showing oh, that yeah. he's a major league, major league roster guy. Leori, of course, is also historically one great spring hitter. True. Yeah. But he's also historically not terrible and, no, spring. no, he's but but it's not. I mean, he 400 for him in the spring, yeah, that's kind of natural. But then, yeah. you know, 260 uh, regular season, that's great for your, for your utility, man. That's great. And the longest tenured White Sox, you know, he's yeah. he's he's the, been with the organization the longest, so it's it's cool to see him come out and be having a lurry spring. And I definitely think he's earned a spot on the team. He will absolutely oh, be yeah. on the no, roster. No, there's, yeah. There's no question. Uh, he'll be there if he's not hurt. So the real question is, is Vaughn um, in terms of the skills they've given the players in the game, everyone is excruciatingly slow. Uh, <laughs> Madrigal. Including Luis? Mad, I'll get to that. Madrigal <laughs> and, uh, and Tim Anderson were both nearly thrown out on singles to right field. Uh, twice, which seems strange. Uh, and with the exception of Luis Robert, who is faster than any human I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I don't know where this, how this game tries to, to measure human speed, but Luis gets to second base in about three seconds. So uh, <laughs> needless to say, I ended game one with uh, four stolen bases <laughs> for Luis Robert because I could go after the pitch hit the catcher's glove and I was still standing up. Uh, I, I have no idea. So check out the review. Um, get a good laugh. It is a scathing review. I'll warn you in advance. Um, that being said, 
not um, not super unrealistic on where our roster could be in two weeks. Well, we'll see where it is in one week. I, that's all I got. Yeah, I think so. Um, so we will see you next week, which will be uh, our last uh, podcast of spring training. Uh, then we will... We'll probably, probably be recording it just before opening day, but uh, won't be up until opening day. Yeah. That's right. That's right. We will have a, a warm-up uh, to opening day episode, which I, I will hopefully get to check out some of the opening series in Anaheim since I'm a, a SoCal local. Um, and then hopefully uh, you'll get to check out some games at, at a guaranteed rate in the near future. Sounds like you, you will be able to. And I'll get out there in, in May or June and uh, cheer on these socks. We'll see how it goes. So uh, thanks for tuning in. That's it for us from the duty geezer and his son. This has been sharing socks. <laughs>